Will you turn with me, please, to John's Gospel, if you have your Bible? John's Gospel, chapter 14, please. We want to look this evening at a well-known portion of Scripture. In fact, this portion of Scripture would be mostly read out, I would say, at a funeral service or around a graveside. But tonight we're here to bring it into a different context to you tonight. John's Gospel, chapter 14, and we want to read the first six verses. The first six verses. Verse 1. The Lord Jesus is the speaker, and he says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way, you know. And Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said unto him, I am the way the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We know the Lord will bless the reading of his own inspired word in public, but that's just by where we are in a word of prayer. Our eternal God and heavenly Father, we thank thee indeed for your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, that you sent him into this world to save the souls of men and women to set the captive free, that we might be forgiven of all our sins. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you went all the way to Calvary, Golgotha, the place of the skull, and there you hung and bled and died in agony. You shed your most precious blood for us. Lord, we thank you that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, Father, we ask you now, through your Spirit, that you would Draw the hearts of men and women. Maybe there's a man and a woman who have not yet come to saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe there's one who has wandered astray, Lord, and Lord, you've brought them all here tonight to hear your word, to hear the wonderful glories of the gospel, to hear the unsearchable riches of Christ. We pray, Father, tonight that you would speak to their hearts, speak into their lives and into their minds. And that you draw them to the foot of the old rugged cross. Make thy word real and cause it to be alive and to live in the hearts of your people. Encourage them and bless them this evening. Even for making the effort to come, Lord. Lord, under the sound of your word, we pray a blessing upon each and every head, home and heart. So glorify thine own precious name. Glorify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll give you the glory and the honor, for thou alone art worthy. And in his name we ask it. Amen and amen. The Lord Jesus speaking here to his own disciples. Notice they were his disciples. They were followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Speaking to them, he shocks their heart. He gives them a shock in their heart to say that he is going away. He's going to die in Calvary. He's going to shed his blood. 
He's going to be placed in a tomb. And he says he will rise again and ascend unto the Father. And during all of this, the hearts of his men, the hearts of his believers, the hearts of his disciples are shocked at these words of the Lord Jesus, the one whom they followed, the one whom they had grown to love, the one whom they had heard teaching the gospel of the kingdom, the one whom they had seen raise the dead, the same one who had spoken into illnesses, and those ones with uh, demonic spirits were set free. Those who were lame would walk, and the blind would see, and the deaf would hear, and the dumb would speak. And there this one now sits before them, and he tells them, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. There's four things we'll look at briefly in the scripture tonight. First of all, we'll look at a perfect peace. Secondly, we will look at precious promises. Thirdly, we will look at a prepared place. And fourthly, we will look at a particular path, a particular way. I'm going to be leaving you, he says. And when I leave you, I will not leave you comfortless, he says, through the gospel. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to thee, he promises. Yea, even today, marking the day of Pentecost, Pentecost Sunday when the outpouring of the Holy Ghost came upon 120 in a little upper room who were waiting on the promise of the Father. And there, there was a great sound as a rushing mighty wind from heaven. And that great sound there became cloven tongues like as of fire which filled the whole house where they were. And there, those 120 disciples, they were baptized in the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. There we find the Lord did not leave them comfortless. Or the Lord did not leave them orphans. He came in the power of the Spirit. And he came in the person of the Holy Ghost. And he came in glory. And he came to fill those who would follow him and endue them with power from on high to go out into the highways and to the byways, starting at Jerusalem and then into Samaria, into Galilee and to all the parts of the world. There the same Christ is seen in his body on the earth tonight, in believers, men and women who are blood-washed and blood-bought, Men and women who are in love with the Savior. Friend, can I ask you tonight? Brother, sister, can I ask you tonight? Are you in love with the Savior? Are you in love with the Son of God? Are you in love with the Lord Jesus Christ? He is altogether lovely. He is the chiefest among 10,000 to our souls. Oh he is. The fairest. Of all. There ever has been on this earth. Are you. In love. With the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. First of all he says. Let not your heart be troubled. What a shock. To these people. 
What a shock to these disciples, these men who had grown and known to love him, to serve him, to follow him. And now he would be leaving them. But he said, let not your heart be troubled. The Lord Jesus promised here a perfect peace. A perfect peace. If we were to think of our 2020 so far up to this last day of May. When we think of it, this year has been filled with fear. This year has been filled with all we have heard is coronavirus. All we have heard is COVID-19. All we have heard is fear, fear and more fear. But I can tell you, friend, tonight, the man and the woman who know Christ as their Savior and Christ as their Lord and the man and the woman who have, as it were, planted their flag in Jesus, there's no fear. There's no fear in the heart. There's a perfect peace that God who is still on the throne, God who is still in charge, has never relinquished any of his power over the whole universe. Friend, you need not be afraid tonight. All you need to do is to come to know the Savior and he will give you a perfect peace. Have you this peace? Can you say I have an abiding peace down in my soul? Can you say I know the Savior and I have a settlement of sins with him? For I believe that he shed his blood and I believe that his payment was more than enough when he hung between heaven and the earth and bled and died in my room instead. Oh, Christ can give you a perfect peace. Am I speaking to a man tonight? Am I speaking to a woman this evening? Oh, it's beautiful here, but I can tell you, friend, sometime the winter of darkness will come to your heart and the winter of darkness may come to your soul. And the death dew may lie upon your brow. And you don't know the day nor the hour when death will knock your door. And it's then you must be ready. And it's then you must know the Savior. And it's then you must be prepared. Oh friend, have you an abiding peace down in your soul? That you belong to Christ. And Christ belongs to you. Can you say like the hymn writer said. Dear Savior thou art mine. How sweet the thought to me. Let me repeat thy name. And lift my heart to thee. You're mine. Mine, mine. I know thou art mine. Savior, dear Savior. I know thou art mine. Oh, listen. You can run and try and fill a vacant void, an aching pain within you. Maybe a man or a woman God has been speaking to, God has been dealing with, and oh, you've been wrestling like Jacob who wrestled with the angel of the Lord all night, and he's ended up with a mark, with a limp, because God has been dealing with your heart. And oh, you're saying, oh, if I had peace from this wrestling, if I just had peace from this turmoil, oh friend, tonight I can tell you, you can find that peace right here and right now. You can find that 
perfect peace in our Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe there's a man and you're trying to fill that vacant void. Maybe there's a woman, you're trying to fill the pain in your heart with substance abuse, maybe with alcohol, maybe with drug addiction, maybe it's got the hold off you, and the devil has laid his claws into you, and you find no peace, and you cannot get away. But I can tell you, friend, there's many here who testify that he whom the Son sets free, he is free indeed, that he, the Lord Jesus Christ, can set you free on that liberty from all from the aching heart. He fills the void of misery and emptiness and loneliness and callousness and he takes the heart and he takes it from the man who knows him not and from the woman and he gives them a, a new heart of flesh, a stony heart removed and Christ can do it for you tonight, friend. I remember the night well I got saved. I remember the night well under the preaching of Pastor James McConnell when I got born again of the Spirit and I never looked back because I met the living God in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. There I found my sins were washed away. There I came to realize that this guilty vile hell-deserving sinner, this guilty vile hell-deserving sinner was now a child of God, washed in the blood, saved for time and eternity, belonging, belonging to the Holy One of Israel. Are you saved tonight? Are you washed tonight? Oh, to know your sins are forgiven, to know and experience the washing of the blood. It takes away the wrestling you had with God. Yield your heart tonight, sir. Yield your heart tonight, lady. Yield your heart tonight, friend. And give your heart totally, fully and completely to the Savior tonight. He will give you an abiding and a perfect, a personal peace. Listen to the words of the Lord Jesus even in the same chapter. He says in verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace give I unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled, and neither let it be afraid. Friend, listen to words of the Lord Jesus. He said, I'll give you my peace. It's a peace that passeth all understanding. And it's a peace that the world cannot give you. Listen, he says to these disciples in our opening verse. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. You can have a perfect peace tonight in the Lord Jesus Christ. Moving quickly. Secondly, we have precious promises. Precious promises. In our chapter and in our reading tonight, the Lord Jesus said in verse 3, And if I go and prepare a place for you, here's a promise, I will come. Hallelujah. 
He's coming again. He's coming soon. I will come again, he says. And here it is, receive you unto myself, that where I am there, ye may be also. Notice, I'll come again, and I'll receive you unto myself, that where I am there, ye may be also. The promise here is so precious that only Christ can fulfill it. For the promises of God in him are yea, and in him are amen, and in nowhere else, and in none else. And he says, I will come again. What a promise. What a promise to a dying world. What a promise to a church. What a promise to a believer. What a promise to a lover of Christ. He says, I'll come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there, ye may be also. I love these words, receive you unto myself. For if you would notice this, that in the book of Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 1 and in verse 6 it tells us, that the Father hath made us accepted, accepted in the beloved. Christian, rejoice tonight. You're accepted in the beloved. The beloved here is not the church beloved of God. The beloved here is not the blood washed of God. The beloved is the Son of God. The beloved is the Christ of God. The beloved is the Lamb of God. The beloved is the Word of God. And here the word of God made flesh. The Lord Jesus Christ, we are accepted by the will, by the work of the Father. Oh, we we'll thank him that before there was a sinner on the earth, there was a Savior in heaven. Before Adam had fallen in the garden, the Lord Jesus Christ knew his own, for the Father had deemed it fit to give unto him his own. Friend, tonight rejoice, Christian. Rejoice in these dreadful times. Rejoice in these times because you're saved, because you're his own. He says you're accepted. Maybe the church sometimes don't accept you. I understand that. Maybe other Christians don't accept you, friend. I understand that too. But listen, it doesn't matter who accepts you as long as he's accepted you. It matters not as long as you're accepted in the beloved. Then this is a precious promise of God given on to his son, to his own. Notice here, thirdly, I'm moving quickly. Verses 2 and 3 again, we have a prepared place. A prepared place. The Lord Jesus says, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I trust him. I believe him. I don't just believe in him. I believe him. I believe every word he tells me. I believe everything he says. I believe from Genesis to Revelation. This word is truth. And he says that he was going to prepare a place. He says, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again 
and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. Here it is, a prepared place. A prepared place. Christ is preparing a place for those who know him. A prepared place for those who put their trust in him. Prepared place for the saved. Prepared place for the redeemed. Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, is preparing a place. Can I ask you a question? Will you be there? Will you be in the prepared place? Can you say, I will be in this prepared place? You may say, oh, well, tell me. Tell me, preacher, how will I know? How will I know if I can be in this prepared place? Friend, if you're saved and trusting Christ uniquely, only, solely, totally, unreservedly, in what he has done at Calvary, and the precious blood that he shed, and the no one or nothing else for your salvation, then you can be assured on the authority of the Scriptures, the Word of God, that you will be in the prepared place. For he says he will bring you unto himself. He will receive you. And if there's someone here that will come to him tonight, if there's someone here that will yield themselves to him tonight, he will not turn you away. For him that cometh unto me, I will no wise cast out. Him that cometh, she that cometh unto the Lord Jesus Christ, he will not cast you out, but rather receive you unto himself. Notice here, a prepared place in glory. Jesus is preparing a place, which means you must be prepared on the earth. You must be prepared should he come. You must be prepared should he call. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Amos chapter 4 and verse 12 says these words, and we have them. We were given in Christ Encounters Tabernacle, we were given this old board, maybe four to five feet long, and there across it, carved in the wood, simply says, prepare to meet thy God. And you walk in the church, up the corridor, as you turn the corner there in front of you, it's from Amos chapter 4 and verse 12. Prepare to meet thy God. Amos says unto Israel, prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. And the, those words in our church, that means you can prepare to meet God in our meetings one of two ways. You can be prepared to meet him as your savior and worship him as we worship and rejoice in the word that's preached as we preach or you can prepare to meet him as your judge friend which one is it which preparation are you making I think of John the Baptist and John the Baptist who who came along and he preached on to the in Judea and there he preached in the wilderness and what was his words prepare ye the way of the Lord Make straight his paths. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. Oh, there's many hearts are cluttered. There's many hearts are cold. There's many hearts are blocked. 
completely blocked like a well that is blocked. There's many that have put barricades upon barricade, gate and shutter closed to the Lord Jesus Christ. Many, many hearts have done this. Friend, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight his path. Should he come or should he call? Be prepared for him. Fourthly and finally, we have a particular path. A particular path. The Lord Jesus again says in verse 4 of John 14, And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. And Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Friend, Jesus did not say, I am a way. You're hearing it more and more and more. Jesus did not say, I am a way, a certain way, one of many ways. No, he exclusively and he uniquely said that he only is the way to the Father. There's no other way. There's no other religion. There's no other faith. There's no denomination. There's no church. He said, I am the way. There's no many roads around the mountain till everyone gets to the top, friend. No, there's one way, a particular path to glory, a particular path to heaven, a particular path to the Father, a particular path to the forgiveness of your sin, a particular path that you must that you must, that you must walk. Christ and Christ alone is the way. Notice here the particular path is the one way. I think of what's known as the Shema. The Shema is the, the Hebrew prayer. The very first verse of it is in Deuteronomy 6 and verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And friend, there's one God, his name one. One God, not many gods, not a plethora of gods, not a few gods, not a multitude of gods, nor pantheism of gods. There's one true unliving God, and his Son is one. The Lord Jesus Christ. Notice here the particular path. There's one path. There's one God. And there's one way to be saved. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Listen to the words of the apostle Peter. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven. Given among men whereby we must be saved. Did you hear friend? You must be saved. Are you saved? Jesus said you must be born again. Are you born again? 
Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's one God. There's one name to be saved. Friend, there's also one mediator between God and men. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5. For there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Listen, friend, I say this with reverence and respect to you, whoever you are. And I said in love to you, there's no saints mediating for you. There's no dead saints mediating for you. And your loved ones have went on ahead are not looking at you. They're not mediating for you. And Mary, the beloved mother of our Lord, is not a mediatrix. There's one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. He who said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Friend, there's only one mediator. There's only one and none other. I'm finishing in a moment. I think of John the Baptist at the River Jordan. There is he's baptizing people in the water. There is he's baptizing the crowds who would come out. There a man, a figure, appears in the crowd. And that man, that figure, is the Son of God. And John points to him. Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. For I can tell you, you know what else he told the people? He told the people in John chapter 1 and verse 26. He says, there's one standeth among you, and you knew him not. He said, there's one standeth among you, and you knew him not. Oh, hi, how could we miss him? How could we miss such a, a regal? How could we miss such a glorious person, a wonderful being? The Son of God, how could we miss him in the midst? Yet many people don't realize that Jesus is here. He's in our midst, in the power and in the person of the Holy Ghost. I, he says, I will come unto thee. Is there somebody here and you can't see him? And you're going to go away tonight. And you knew him not. So here's my finishing thought. 
Thank you for your attention for coming. The Lord Jesus starts with the heart. Let not your heart be troubled. Your heart. Friend, you know the real you. You know the real you that's inside you when you close your eyes at night. You know the real you when the world falls asleep and your heart's troubled. Who would have thought, friend, who would have thought that in 2020 the world would virtually stop? The world would virtually stop because of something we can't even see except under a strong magnification. I know at the start, people were so afraid. And at the start, people were wanting to know more about God. What saith the scriptures? And people were wanting to hear it. And even Christians who were led back and lethargic in their walk with Christ Oh, they were starting to get all up in arms. Uh, oh, we must, we must do this and we must be that for God. And you know what happened? Since there's a bit of a let up and thank the Lord there is and we have this company tonight. Those who wanted to know their fear has left them. God has given a chance and their fear has left them. We see everything's all right now. Nothing matters now. We're okay. We can breathe again. Friend, I can tell you, we didn't expect our country to come to a standstill. We didn't expect our, our world to come to a standstill like this. And friend, I'll tell you, what if it had to be you? What if it had to be you? who were lying in one of those hospital beds. Would you be ready? You might say to me, was I afraid? Never. Did I want to catch something? No. But I wasn't afraid. I was never afraid. Why? Because he tells me, let not your heart be troubled. My heart was given to Christ 24 years ago. A man that was destitute in addiction. And the same Christ came into my heart and life. And he saved me for eternity. Friend, tonight you might say, well, my heart's all right, is it? Jeremiah 17 and 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Your own heart will cheat you. Your own heart will cheat you tonight. Will you give it to Christ tonight? Will you give your heart to Christ tonight? Wendy, would you play just for me, son, please? I know we don't know. We can't call up here. And we're supposed to be in our cars and our social distancing and all of that. And even in a matter of a, a technical issue that happened just as we went to start the meeting. Everything was fine beforehand. The devil didn't want you to hear this. 
devil didn't want it going out. How's your heart tonight with Christ? Are you saved? Where you are? Give your heart to him. Where you are? If you want to stay behind, we'll talk to you. If you want to go home and let us know, that's okay. But we're here to try and help you tonight. This isn't about trying to add to Christ Encounters Tabernacle. Forget about that. We're here to win souls for Christ. We're here to see men and women saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. We're here to see men and women rescued like brands from the burning, from the gates of hell. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Father, thank you for everyone you've brought tonight. Thank you for being in our midst, Lord. Father, thank you for your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And thy blessed Holy Spirit, we thank you. We praise you. We magnify you and we exalt you. Father, will you continue, continue to speak? Will you wash men and women and you and afresh in the blood of the Lamb? May they be saved for time and eternity. Lord, help us to serve you as Christians, as believers, that your name would be exalted, Lord Jesus. Lord, will you, will you turn Ulster back to you? Will you turn our island home here, this nation, back to you? Will you turn Ireland to you, Lord? Lord, will you send revival blessing? Oh, God, would you help us tonight? May you alone be exalted.